show. Obviously, you're not a golfer. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken! Fuck that shit! Pops, food, ribbon! You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. Money, 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 money! I drink your milkshake! I drink it up! Son of a bitch. Stole mine. You're a cantaloupe. <laughs> ready to rock and or roll let's try the podcast thing (laughs) (laughs) welcome back to wtm watch this movie watch it i am your host eric Mulder. eric he is a bad bad man i'm joined once again by mr jones how are you doing 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 feeling dangerous feeling (laughs) much but i'm much Feeling dangerous. Feeling dangerous. (laughs) Name it. It's like, uh... Name it. Pressure's on. Yep. Oh, American Sniper. Yes. (laughs) I gave them that line for that part. Not Chris (laughs) Kyle. Oh, yeah? Alex Jones. You got your own autobiography? No, I'm sure Alex Jones does. I was ghostwriter. But not you, Alex Jones. I was a ghostwriter. It's like Nick Cage. It's ghostwriting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What's in the news? What's coming up in the world of film? What's popping? Yeah, what is popping? Daniel Day-Lewis is done Quit, popping. Quitting again. He's quit popping. <laughs> no longer popping. Yep. He's, he's kind of done that before. Right. In the 90s. And then he came back pretty much for... Scorsese, New York, yeah, yeah. Gangs in New York. You think he's actually done this time? Is the question. I could, I could see him doing that because he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't take that many roles yeah. ever since he's come back. It's like you know, every few years, it's like maybe, and he always seems almost like he's reluctant to do it because he well, seems like he wants to do other things. And I, we talked about it when we talked about Lincoln at some point in the top mm-hmm. five lists or something like that. How he had to be really convinced to come back to play Lincoln because he doubted his abilities, but it also might have been because <laughs> he constantly has to ever since that first retirement, maybe, because he wants to do other stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, the article I was reading about him also said that he has only acted in theater on stage once and that during the live performance he walked off mid-performance and he's never gone back to it again. Which I thought was kind of interesting. That that happened. I think he was playing the Hamlet in Hamlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe, you know, maybe he just ain't got the chops anymore. <laughs> this is, so his last film that's due out later this year is called Phantom... Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread. Yeah, yeah. I knew there was a second word by uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. So, it'll mm-hmm. be the last time you see old Daniel ten, Day-Lewis. Ten-year anniversary of There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Fucking odd seven. So, check out that podcast and There Will Be Blood. 
<laughs> Ours? Yeah. Yeah, I almost forgot we did that one. That was an early one. That was a, that was a long time ago. I watched There Will Be Blood three times before that, just for the podcast, because mm-hmm. I fucking love There Will Be Blood. Oh, one and of my, you can one hear of my me phases. try to argue why Daniel Plainview is actually a fairly stand-up guy. <laughs> He has traits you might admire. <laughs> uh, yeah, he he made uh, my list of top five worst dads. From There Will Be Blood? Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, uh... What? For those of you wondering what the hell all we're the, talking about... All the bad dads out there. Wolfie T and I thought it'd be fun to do a top five list uh, ahead of Father's Day last week of top five worst dads. In movie history, we're like, eh, everyone's, you know, most people, you know, love their dads and, you know, let's let's show them the shitty dads in film. And the episode got real dark real fast. <laughs> and it wasn't like, you know, it's stuff you couldn't really make light of. It's like, for example, Bill Maplewood, dad from Happiness. Oh. He was number three on my list. <laughs> so, yeah, it got dark really <laughs> fast and you couldn't really joke about it or. It's it was like just a, depressing. That's it was like, a downer. That's depressing research. Too. Yeah. Like trying to look up <laughs> shitty dads in cinema, and then you're like, uh, is this pedophile worse than this other pedophile? Or? <laughs> Sexual yeah. predator, violent abuser, all that <clears throat> stuff. Yeah. You know, exploitative. Shoplifters. So, yeah, we recorded it, and we'll probably never release it. <laughs> Maybe one, hey, once people start paying... <laughs> then you'll start shipping it out. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a Patreon or a... Uh, Somebody sends us $1. Exclusive. $1, it's yours. <laughs> no, not just the one. It has to be a framed dollar. Yeah, we don't want to frame it. We don't want to frame it. That costs more than the dollar. So <laughs> we will not pay for postage or nothing. You'll get some depressing fucking <laughs> podcast episode to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> uh. We're trucking along okay there for about half of it, but then it's just, you get to the top three and, oh, <laughs> Oofta. So what what were your top five, all of them? Well, I'm not going to, for trying to get money out of people, I'm not going to tell them all. What was your number five? <laughs> I will say that Darth Vader didn't make the list. Because he redeems himself at the end. Yeah, I was going to say, he makes a redemption. Yeah. So, I mean, he cut his son's hand off in episode five, but then he saves him in six. Right. So. It's a decent dad. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> I had a similar relationship with my father. You cut your hand off? Pinky. <laughs> he got it. Though. He sewed it on. It's it's fine. <laughs> I wish you that. I wish you had like a cool scar on your pinky <laughs> where your finger was missing for. A period of time. <laughs> For like a long period of time. <laughs> well, like we, however long it took to get, you know, chopped off and then sewn back on. That said period of time. <laughs> Other film news. What's going on in the world of film? Want to talk about Baby Driver? Little BB Drives? Um, little Baby Driver. It's been on limited release, I think, for the past couple of weeks, but it comes out on wide release in the U.S., at least next week. Um, and I've heard nothing but great things about mm. Baby Driver. 
I've heard it's one of the most entertaining, original, fun movies of the year to uh, the soundtrack is awesome. So kind of the synopsis of it is, um, I want to grab the actor's name. Yeah, it seems like Ansel it has... Elgort. That's the, that, so that's the baby driver, but okay. he's essentially, um, he's a deaf kid who ends up taking up a job as a driver for a crime family or something of that nature. Well, he's not completely deaf. Doesn't he just have? He's kind of hard of hearing. Something he, like he has that. a he has a, a hum or or like a buzz, like a constant buzz in his ear that he hears constantly. So he listens to the music to kind of drown that out. Right. Yep. Uh so essentially, it sounds like I haven't seen it. I've only seen some previews, and the previews from even what I've read say don't highlight how good they work the music into this movie. But all the big um, kind of car scenes and shit like that—it's essentially you're watching it with the music that's going on in his head. But it's mm-hmm. done so well that it's people are blown away by it. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully, get to go check that out when it comes out. Kevin Spacey's in it too. Um, John Hamm. John Bernthal. Janet, too. Let him watch. Let him watch. <laughs> Fucking man. But, uh, yeah, old BB driver. Looks pretty, pretty good. Um, it's been, uh, there's been more Tupac news of late than there usually is. We found out that apparently the movie sucks. We have not seen it, God, but which you know, it does I was not look worried. Good. I was worried about it, and then when I saw one little preview, and I even watched a little sneak peek mm-hmm. thing, which I normally don't watch purposely, uh, with him, and then Jada Pinkett Smith, whoever's supposed to portray her, and I was like, God, it just doesn't look great. Uh, critic scores: the movie's called All Eyes on Me, which is the name of his. Uh, one of his records that he put out, first one he put out on death row after he got out of prison. Um, it's at a solid 22% for critics and 67 for audiences, so maybe a little glimmer of hope. Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Um, Benny Boom, we talked about this before because the director is largely known for music videos, Benny mm-hmm. Boom, um, and that's one red flag. When I saw it, I was like, eh, all right, you cut it some slack. There's a lot of unknowns in it. The only guy that makes, like, a reoccur- that is actually known is the guy who plays uh, Notorious B.I.G., Jamal Woolard, who's the actor's name. He played Notorious B.I.G. in Notorious, which that movie so also... the same one? Same, same guy. guy. Yep. Uh, that guy also, um, or that movie, Notorious, wasn't that good. That guy did a really good job. Uh, Biggie Smalls, but um, movie as a whole, meh, wasn't very good. So that was kind of disappointing to hear about All Eyes on Me. Hopefully it'll hit HBO and then I can watch it there. But, uh, I mean, it says that Demetrius Ship Jr., who leads as Tupac, it says that he does a good job, so it could be a similar case as Notorious, where the lead actor's good, but the movie just doesn't do it. Um, But in more positive news, apparently an authorized... Documentary of Tupac's life got approved, you know, by Tupac's estate or what have you. And uh, basically, Steve, his mother, right? The Feeny, she uh, owns everything. Which that was another reason I was like kind of pumped about All Eyes on Me because it's played by uh, Michonne from The Walking Dead. Right. I was like she'd be perfect. Yeah, I was like, it seemed like it I had like promise. 
So maybe there are good performances in it, but the mm-hmm. movie just doesn't hold up. If that's the case, I'll definitely. N- Notorious is fun to watch, uh, simply because that uh, Jamal Wooler does a really good job of portraying Biggie, and he raps, and he's good, and the music's mm-hmm. good. So if you love the music, I'm sure you'll get through it. Hopefully, it's the same thing here. Um, but yeah, otherwise, uh, Steve McQueen is set to direct the uh, documentary um, about Tupac's life. So that should be should be interesting. That shouldn't shit the bed at least. Yeah, that's that's all of Jonesy's movie news. And that's all I have to say about that. Need to get that button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll work it in there. Work it in there. <laughs> <laughs> kind of news you you popping off on? Well, uh, we talked last or la- last episode. You and I spoke. We talked about. Uh, Joss Whedon taking over for Justice League, you know, with Zack Snyder stepping away to, you know, tend to his family. Um, makes a lot more sense. I for- completely forgot about it, but months ago it was announced that, you know, DC and had signed him to direct Batgirl. And they so have make- somebody cast for Batgirl. Uh, I forget. Okay. But, um, whatever. Yeah. So it makes a lot more sense that he's helping out with Justice League because yeah. he's going to be part of that universe. It's just bizarre to me that he's been the Marvel guy for like seven years and now he's going over to DC. Maybe his contract's up. Going over, over to the dark side. It's kind of stipulation. And there's also, uh, did you see he had a Wonder Woman script that leaked online? Uh-uh. People were not happy with it. Twitter was abuzz over the negative comments about Joss Whedon's Wonder Woman script. What about how he portrays her or something? Yeah, or? it was oh. a lot of women uh, found it offensive or like, you know, he was objectifying Wonder Woman. Huh. And some of it, I kind of like they would highlight certain sections of the screenplay and they like, look at this bullshit and all this. And they're like, oh, it makes us really excited for Batgirl now. I was going to say, That's, <laughs> fucking yeah. Batgirl is going to just be. <laughs> so now I might have to take my statement back that Justice League is just going to be given a pass, given fresh you know, a fresh rating because now people are starting to shit talk the golden boy, Joss, yeah. Joss Whedon. Hero. So I don't know what the fuck to think now. It's wild card. But I don't know. I, di- I didn't read it. So I don't really have an opinion on it. Cause I don't, I don't give a shit because he's not making it. So yeah. it's already been made by a woman. Mm-hmm. And pretty. Uh, she did a pretty fucking good job. So I'm satisfied with this Wonder Woman. Yep. I don't need to read basically josh or joss whedon fan fiction although i just i just kind of found it weird that all these women are kind of shit talking him after he people love his buffy character you know people still beat off to buffy the vampire slayer to this day yeah. such a huge you know cult show people i never that. got I, I, never, I never got into it never but. understood why it had such a following personally but he also he had some other stuff with uh, uh what was i thinking of that he wrote been listening to the uh, River Hills Cop soundtrack. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I forgot he uh, kind of wrote Toy Story. Yeah. I always forget that. But yeah, Firefly, that series Firefly. I haven't yeah, seen another... either, but that, like, it's a cult TV show. There's a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, based off of it, and I'm sure there's some uh, strong female characters in there. Um, Angel. 
Was it? Uh, that was not, I think 122 Angel. episodes. Angel and Serenity was the one. That I think Angel was, movie. was a spinoff of Buffy. Maybe not. I shouldn't say that. I I never watched enough Buffy to say what the fuck spinoff. TV series that. Dollhouse. He's creator. So he's done a lot of female stuff. If you wrote Alien, things. Alien Resurrection. Yeah, much to do about nothing. He uh, wrote and directed that, I believe, which is you know Shakespeare, um, kind of black and white. It's in modern times, but I think if they use more of the. I, I forget if they use the, you know, real Shakespearean language or if they got updated it. But they filmed it at Whedon's house. Hmm. That movie. He uh he it's wrote kind of four episodes of Roseanne. Yeah, we. He uh, at the theater, we <laughs> put that on the marquee that. when we were because we showed much to do about nothing. And uh, on the one side, it said from the writer of four episodes of Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. and, uh, somebody took a picture and J- Joss Whedon saw it and liked it and retweeted it and stuff. It was pretty funny. That's funny. <laughs> I didn't know he wrote Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. I thought he just did the TV show. The more you know. Hmm. Need that sounder. Hmm. So yeah, that makes more sense. I've also been uh, doing a bit of networking recently. Networks, Net- networks on the twitters. Some uh, guys from another podcast reached out to me. They're from a podcast called Nerds with Words. They're on the BS Podcast Network. Um, they seem to do a lot of. I listened to several episodes, and I really like what I hear. Uh, they tend to talk about pop culture conspiracy stuff you know movies tv just kind of everything you know what do you call it hodgepodge maybe a lot of smorgasbord yeah smorgasbord a la carte bjorn borg tennis player (laughs) (laughs) but they reached out to us and uh we're gonna maybe support each other a little bit here financially Um, they're gonna give us lots (laughs) of money We'll eventually get no, it back. No, they're not, but they did give us a nice little review on <laughs> iTunes. That was very nice of them. Um, Sweet. Yeah, and uh, we may be uh, doing something in the future, but uh, we're going to play a little promo here for them. Um, they have an episode, one of their newer episodes I retweeted about because they interview a guy named uh, Stranglin' Jack. And apparently, I haven't listened to it yet. I haven't had time, but I've already downloaded it. He apparently does... Like live action like stage shows of ash from like evil dead so that would be pretty interesting to hear about it'd be sweet to see a live show of evil dead so should look out for that mm-hmm. um, especially if it's like a traveling show that'd be nice if it came into town I'd buy cool. tickets asap wtm asap wtm asap <laughs> <laughs> all right here's a message from our friends at nerds with words Hey, this is Adam Nutter. And this is Greg Trout. Come check out our podcast, Nerds with Words. Adam and I talk about pop culture, comedy, comic books, movies, conspiracies. We're both comedians and we might make you laugh. Every week we welcome a guest from the entire spectrum of pop culture and science and comedy. You can follow us on Twitter at Nerds with Words 1. Alrighty. Well, um, I think it's that time again. What did you see, Clarice? What did you see? What did you see, Jones? Me? Yeah, you. So I've seen a whole mess of movie. <laughs> Singular. Singular. One movie I have to discuss today. 
And unfortunately, it's not the greatest movie to discuss, uh, in my opinion. So I saw Sully. Have you seen Sully? I have. I think you've talked about Sully on here. I did. I was actually pleasantly surprised. I believe I gave it an eventually. So was I was that? like, eh, I'm not really, it's going to be boring or whatever, but it's got a quick runtime and it, it keeps you engaged and I learned some things. And um, So yeah, Sully came out. 2016 story uh chelsea sullenberger an american pilot who became a hero after landing his damaged plane on the hudson river in order to save the flight's passengers and crew uh stars tom hanks aaron eckhart laura linney um mike o'malley is in there uh anna gunn from breaking bad those are kind of your big names mm-hmm. um <clears throat> This has very good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. I think yeah. both scores are at 85%. Mm-hmm. Um, I would give this a WTM last resort. Ooh, disagreement. <laughs> <laughs> Disagreeing on things. Uh, See, I assumed before getting into it that I was going to give it a last resort, but it impressed me a little bit. I wouldn't buy it, but... It's not due to the storytelling or the... It's all good. I'm not going to lie. There were a few... Por- so Clint Eastwood directed this movie and much in line with some of his other stuff there was a handful of cheesy parts in it mm-hmm. that i meh it, yeah. it ruined it for me a little bit it was like it was a little che- too cheesed up in certain parts for an hour and a half clean clint eastwood because the runtime's an hour and 36 minutes uh which i was like it's pretty short but that's fine he's not gonna you know dissect all of sully's background and everything it's more of the event Essentially, the event was a fucking plane took off from New York Airport and it was up in the air and a bunch of birds supposedly hit the engine and then Sully, both he lost both engines. So he had to determine could he make it back to one of the nearby airports, one in JFK in New York or in New Jersey. And that's what he was being directed to and then he made a judgment call and said he couldn't. If he would have tried, he would have crashed into the city. Um, so he landed on the river. Everybody lived. Everybody on the plane lived. Uh, there's a very funny line by Justin Timberlake in Friends with Benefits, which is largely a movie you don't need to see, but where he's on a plane. And I forget who he's talking to. And they're talking They're talking about this. And Justin Timberlake is getting upset. He goes, I get it, Sully, whatever. The planes largely fly themselves these days. <laughs> he wasn't a hero. <laughs> I'm ad-libbing it, uh, but it was, it's very fucking funny when you consider it. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a last resort simply because it the, the cheese factor based on the runtime was too much for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was mildly boring, um, and I just don't think you need to watch it. No. That's kind of it. Like It's like, I guess, if they, again, that's what last resorts are, right? It's not to say they're bad. Mm-hmm. They're atrocious. It's to say, if there is nothing else that we've recommended that's on, well, yeah, go ahead and watch it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like it's a huge waste of your time, but it just, Clint Eastwood's done much better movies. Uh, Tom Hanks does a really good job. Aaron Heckhart does a really good job. Michael O'Malley is almost too much of a dick to the point where I wanted to actually listen to the public. Or Anna Gunn. Right, yeah. Uh, so... Anyways, there's that story, but then it's not ruining anything. There's an investigation into the landing to say, 
Could he have made it? Because, you know, it did. he saved everybody, but he put everybody in danger. And he also, you know, destroyed the fucking plane. So there's an investigation into the incident, and they start questioning his judgment. Uh, Michael Malley and Anna Gunn are sitting on the panel investigating, and they're just very dickish to him, uh, him and Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, it was just... It was, the flight simulation stuff was kind of cool to watch because uh, that seemed like that was very real. Um, yeah, just a last resort. Yeah, I might let you have that one on the website. Um, I think the reason I kind of gave it eventually rating is because just because I was surprised that I actually like enjoyed it as much as I did. I and there's like, a, the eh. thing. There's a point in there that I was like. God, I'm really enjoying this. And then it just, I, towards the end, I remember the movie ended and I looked at Sam and I went, I probably wouldn't watch that again. Like, yeah, not to say it was bad. I just would never watch that again. Yeah. I probably wouldn't watch it again either. I would never buy it. Yeah. But I did enjoy, I probably just enjoyed it a little more than you because it was kind of borderline for me, but to each their own, I'm not going to fight you on that one. Yeah. But Good old Sully, uh, go out and see it if there's nothing else to see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to talk about two movies. Two. First one. Hit us. From 2008. Jeez, going back. Going back. Going back to the spank back bank. Back to the odds. Cloverfield. I had never seen Cloverfield. Is the next movie the second Cloverfield? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. I see I've seen Cloverfield. Yeah, I watched Cloverfield first so I could watch the second one. Um got them really cheap over at Disland, Blu rays. Shout out to Disland, Bloomington. <laughs> oh I picked I picked up a sweet movie there the other day. Well actually technically I got Cloverfield at Cheapo for like three bucks on Blu ray, and then I got ten Cloverfield Lane at Discland. So Discland, I'm gonna give a shout out to them strictly because I put in for a movie several months ago that they didn't have called The Rose with mm-hmm. Bette Midler from like 70-something. Mildly based on Janis Joplin, different name. Okay. Uh, my mom recommended this movie to me. She says the music's outstanding. The guy at Discland, when I went in to look for it, he goes, what are you looking for? I go, The Rose, Bette Midler. And he goes, or I just said The Rose. He goes, oh, Bette Midler? <laughs> and I go, yeah. <laughs> and they didn't have it. He goes, oh, we'll look up, see if we can order you a used one. And he goes, ah, we can order you one for 30 bucks. I go, I don't want the rose that bad. He <laughs> goes, I wouldn't blame you. He wrote my name down on a card and said, we'll call you if we ever get a used copy. To which I went, sweet. And then I went, they're never going to call. Mm-hmm. It's never going to happen. And then a few weeks ago, they actually called. That was several months ago that mm-hmm. I went in there looking for it. And they called, like, yeah, the rose is in. And I go, is it the $30 copy or is it cheaper? And they're like, uh, seven bucks. So there you go. Shout out to Discland. So then you're gonna review the rose next time? Potentially. <laughs> I was hoping to do it for this one. I didn't get to it. All right, back to Cloverfield. For those of you who don't know, don't show. Just don't care what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Director Matt Reeves. Uh or directed by Matt Reeves. Starring Mike Vogel, Jessica Lucas, Izzy Kaplan, TJ Miller, Michael Stahl David. That's about it. Uh, a group of friends venture deep into the streets of New York on a rescue mission during a rampaging monster attack. Yeah, this was 
this film is more unique for its marketing probably than anything else. It's kind of like a surprise type of project from J.J. Abrams. Same as 10 Cloverfield Lane was because nobody knew there was going to be like a big universe of it now. There's going to be a third one in the series called God Particle hmm. that they're making. Did J.J. Um, Abrams do the new one too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Was, I believe so. I can look. I know it was at least from his production team, you know, Bad Robot, his production company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I guess I didn't watch it for a long time because it a had some of it been ruined like i knew it was a big monster type of you know almost like a godzilla type movie you know mass destruction from a monster um i knew uh but i always kind of wanted to see it just because i knew tj miller was like the cameraman because the whole movie is done through handheld camera work mostly from tj miller because they're a bunch of friends are meeting for a going away party or birthday party type of thing and then shit hits the fan and New York City just starts, you know, getting itself torn apart by this monster and, well, various other monster, um, I guess, young, younglings or br- like whatever it breeds into. Yeah. So, or spawns, like little mini ones. Gremlins. Uh, the military, you know, they're blowing shit up everywhere. It's a big war zone pretty much. Uh, but yeah, I liked how they fit, kind of how they choreographed some of the action. Because I know there's going to be a lot of CGI, but uh, the way they worked in some of the scenes, especially like on the street, like like big sets, like street fighting, mm-hmm. um, like mixing CGI with live action stuff or practical effects, I thought they did it really well, um, and I thought it it just worked for me. So I'd give this a W team eventually. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I do own it. I did get it cheaply, but I'd, I'd watch it again. I'd probably watch it a couple of times. And this came, so I remember it pretty well, and I remember liking it more than I thought I would. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd like to go back and watch it, knowing knowing T.J. Miller better now than I did then, because he really he was kind of a nobody in 2008. Yeah. Uh, but we watched Silicon Valley, which he's fucking hilarious on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I remember the action being really good. Actually, like you said, those big street scenes and stuff like that mixed with the CGI and stuff. I remember liking that a lot better than I did. Mm-hmm. It was kind of this was kind of in the throes of that first person camera. Wasn't there a bunch of movies that came out around that time? They were kind of like handheld camera the entire Maybe movie. Like quarantine and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, quarantine. Uh-huh. That's the other one I was trying to think. I thought there was a handful. That was a remake of a South American. Uh, it's called REC. You know, record. Yep. There's a there's a few of those. I and thought that yeah, and I, quarantines I, I thought this was around the same time. Might be wrong, but I remember liking Cloverfield. So let's get to it. Ten Cloverfield Lane from 2016, uh, directed by Dan Trachtenberg. So yeah, J.J. Abrams didn't direct either of them. Yeah, Matt Reeves was the first one. This one's Dan Trachtenberg. Just produced them, maybe or production company, like you said. But yeah, and it wasn't written, I mean, at least this one wasn't written by uh, J.J. as well, but, you know, producing. Mm-hmm. Uh, stars John Goodman, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, John Gallagher Jr., <laughs> Douglas M. Griffin, and that's about it. Gallagher too. <laughs> Gallagher too. The black Gallagher. Uh, Bradley Cooper as Ben. <laughs> Wait, who am I? Th- who the fuck was Ben? 
Black Gallagher ain't going to Notley, no bitch. In 10 Cloverfield Lane, Bradley Cooper is credited as Ben. Who am I thinking of? Bradley Cooper? Yeah. Oh, he's in that? He says Ben. I'm not kind of brain farting where he fit in. It must have been a really tiny part. Or just wasn't thinking of it. Anyways, storyline. After getting in a car accident, a woman is held in a shelter with two men who claim the outside world is affected by a widespread chemical attack. So this is set in the same universe. Um, it's kind of a spoiler since fucking Cloverfield's in the name. So it might be it might have been a little different had it been called... I mean, I'm fine with them putting it in the name because the movie was made in secrecy. It was like an untitled project that no one knew anything about. And mm-hmm. um, then it came out, the, t- the title 10 Cloverfield Lane. Everyone's like, what? There's a fucking sequel? And... Uh, the creative people behind it, J.J. Abrams and everyone you know involved, kind of talked about how they had, you know, spitballed the idea of doing a sequel, but they didn't want to just do another. You know, what happens with that monster in New York after Cloverfield One? They didn't want to just do sequels like that. They they wanted to, you know, do different types of films kind of in the same universe, and so that's what this is. And I thought it was very effective. Very, uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, I would also say it eventually. Uh, I liked it quite a bit. John Goodman and Mary Elizabeth Winstead were outstanding, and they always are. So it wasn't right. really a surprise. Um, you know, claustrophobic. You know, he has a he has a pretty much a bomb shelter. You know, below ground that he brings Mary Elizabeth to after she's in a car wreck, and. Uh, yeah, then you start thinking um, maybe he's... Because she has no idea what's going on. When she was in the car accident, everything was going swimmingly in the U.S. There wasn't any <laughs> mass destruction or anything going on. And uh, it kind of it's very realistic in the fact that it kind of... One of the major themes is like the confusion that would come about from an event like Cloverfield mm-hmm. and shit like that. Like There would be plenty of places across the country that maybe wouldn't know what was going on communications knocked out people would assume maybe it's a chemical attack it was a nuclear attack it was you know some sort of super virus or there's a zombie apocalypse you know you don't know what the fuck's going on out there mm-hmm. at least in certain spots of the country it's very believable that you want to know what the hell's going on yeah absolutely so yeah i mean i don't want to talk about it too much because it's a thriller um, would you have had to see would you have had to watch the first one in order to watch the second one like are there that many tie-ins or not really um without giving anything away probably i mean would you have to watch cloverfield to get this uh probably not okay that's the impression i always got from the previews Mm -hmm. was that it's largely two people the entire movie in a bunker oh three people three people uh in a bunker in that Pretty much the main connection is just the attack. Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah, go out and see 10 Cloverfield Lane. I, I would say I... Yeah, what is it? Um, the other one was an eventually. Well, I said this one's an eventually, too. Oh, okay. Um, I guess I'm not... Maybe I like Cloverfield Lane slightly better. Okay. Um, a little more grounded you know, in reality. You know, less CGI and shit like that. 
because it's pretty claustrophobic and very, you know, evades your personal space, at least the characters. I'm not always the biggest fan of the handheld camera movies. Yeah. Uh, this one's not. Right, which is why I could see I'd probably like this one better than the mm-hmm. first one. Uh, I'd say they're bad. I like Cloverfield, but this one looked more appealing, I would say, even in the previews and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that'll about do it. Anything you want to add before we wrap it up? Lock it up. Lock it up. Uh, Nope. All right, reach out to us. Email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Don't be strangers. Try and network like Nerds with Words did. If you're Making running, connections all over the place. If you're running a podcast, hey, we're running a podcast. And uh, If we like your podcast, no, if we don't like your podcast, we're not going to shout you out. <laughs> I mean, if you're another movie <laughs> podcast, it might be different because we'd be competing against each other technically. True. But if we're doing different things, then I wouldn't have a problem with cross-promoting things mm-hmm. um, even if you're don't have a podcast you want to promote something else you know something movie related you know we want to share our enthusiasm for movies and and whatnot so if you're selling something socks whatever you need give us a buck we'll promote it <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's why i want to promote that nerds with words podcast because that seems pretty fucking interesting to i'm gonna listen to this interview with that strangling jack guy Mm-hmm. Who does the live action Ash stuff? <coughs> Sounds pretty fucking sweet. And it just goes to show you don't have to be famous to have a successful podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, follow us on Twitter at watch this underscore movie. And please do us a big favor and rate and review us on iTunes and or Stitcher. Um, you can go to our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com. And if you haven't heard yet, the Neon Demon analysis has been up for a while. (laughs) I saw some people reading it today, but, you know, go out and watch Neon Demon and then check out my analysis. Other than that, we will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Check you later. Check you later. Hey, man, you're off my case.